Hello and welcome to this Building Blocks episode of Unpacking the Case. In this episode, we'll be looking at the seminal case of Stokes and Cambridge. Could you give me a bit of detail? When was that from? Uh, 1961, and it's the Land Tribunal decision. Okay. Stokes and Cambridge Corporation, as they were mm-hmm. at the time. It's actually one of the ones that's quoted. I chose it as one of the, the top cases. Uh, a lot of lawyers would not have heard of it, but it's uh, one for the valuers, and it's creeped into a lot of areas, uh, like overage agreements, and it's the classic on the ransom strips. And I think a lot of people don't realise the background to it. Uh, It involved um, a piece of land um, that Cambridge Corporation wanted to um, compulsorily purchase. Uh, It was 5.1 hectares of land that they intended to compulsory purchase. And the purchase was going to be with an assumption that uh, planning permission for industrial uh, site would would be granted in terms of the price. Uh, the land only had or could only be accessed uh, by a neighbouring piece of land under different ownership. This is the only way onto the land. When you compulsorily purchase, you um, you're supposed to obviously pay compensation, market value compensation. But there is a principle based on the case, Punt Guard uh, principle, uh, and the Superintendent for uh, Crown Land, nineteen forty-seven case that said when you ascertain the sum of money, then you're supposed to ignore the uh, purpose you know, for which you're buying the land. So this was sort of Navy, it was a quarry that was being acquired by the Navy in Trinidad in the Caribbean. And uh, you know, the Navy could then you know, quarry the land and, and make money out of that, but you're supposed to ignore that in the compensation, if that makes sense. And this was a bit of the exception. They basically decided that how much would you pay you know, to, um, to, to buy access to free up this site, you know, from, by the access way from the neighbours. The neighbours would stand to gain as well because, you know, they would stand to sort of, you know, be able to get planning permission for industrial site as well. And they decided that you would calculate the betterment value of the land, what's the land worth with and without uh, the ransom, uh, without the, uh, the, the access way, you've got a ransom strip. And Stokes and Cambridge is the case that said that, uh, the amount of money would be one third of the betterment value. But they did make clear, it's uh, Lord Justice Mann gave the judgment, and they made clear that um, it's a valuation point, it's not a legal point, there's no no statutory sort of uh, issue involved. There have been other cases, a case called Hertfordshire County Council in Azan back in 1989, House of Lords case, which allowed for uh, 50% of betterment value. Another case I remember called Bachelor and Medway Council, where they allowed for 50% of betterment value on the basis that you might have various planning uses and also there might be alternative uh, access ways. Uh, but as I say, it's not directly to do with ransom strips. The cases are all about sort of compulsory purchase, but it made its way into the way of sort of ascertaining ransom value, uh, strips and how much would you pay you know, to buy access so you can access your land across a ransom strip. And it seems to have been enshrined Stokes and Cambridge is you know, the starting point is a third of the betterment value. And uh, it's also obviously made its way into overage. A lot of people don't seem to realize it wasn't anything particularly to do with overage, but how much overage payment do you get uh, if, uh, 
you trigger event like obtaining planning permission or selling properties within the development occurs. And the starting point is Stokes and Cambridge, a third of betterment value. Right, don't forget about Hertfordshire and Azan as well, which is a House of Lords case. It depends so much on its facts. Yeah, so essentially what it's taught us is that ransom strips are worth a third of the betterment value as standard, but then that's obviously negotiable dependent on the facts of the case. It's very, I mean, it's negotiable completely between the parties. Yeah. But, uh, and it is, it is purely a valuation point with no particular legal backing back and things depend to a large extent on the, on the facts of the case. Hence, mm -hmm. in the Bachelor of Case, Bachelor in Medway, if you've got um, alternative access ways and alternative potentials you know, for use of the land, it might be up to 50%. Yeah, okay. Okay, thank you. Well, thank you, Lizzie. My pleasure. Thank you to Richard and thank you to everybody else for listening in. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in our next episode.